Hey guys, this is Pastor Josh from Fresh Church. We are so excited that you are joining us for our podcast today. I do want to tell you that we pray at Fresh Church that you would get involved in the local church in your city. The Bible says that those that plant themselves in the house of the Lord will flourish. And a podcast and an online experience, a YouTube uh, sermon is amazing, but it does not replace the local church, the hope of the world, the community, the family that God has placed all of us in. And so we hope you find that and we hope you enjoy this message today. But today I want to talk about the winning from within. Okay, and I know that sounds cliche, but it's so true. Because here's what you have to know. For better or worse, everybody say for better or worse. For better or worse, write this down. The life you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. The life that you are currently in right now. Now, the very life that you are living, the life that you woke up to this morning is only going to be a reflection of the thoughts that you think from within. So let me ask you a question. Are you excited about the direction that your thoughts are taking you? Are you really excited about the direction that your thoughts are going to take you? And here's why this is so important. Because if we're going to win in relationships... If we're going to win in communication, if we're going to win in friendships, if we're going to win in the workplace, I believe that we're going to have to do the hard work from within us first. The hard work from within us first. Because almost every person that I know that wins relationally, always it starts from within them. Every person that I've ever known that really is winning in relationships, yes, sure, you may have that friend that is the life of the party that is so fun to be around, but you know from within they are an absolute wreck. And so they're not really winning in relationships because it's just a facade that they put on for the party, and then when you get with them one-on-one, they're a complete wreck. What value does that give you? And so for us, we want to be healthy from within so that then when we not only are the life of the party, so to speak, but then outside of the party, we're still winning. Do you see that? So let me ask you a question. How is your relationship within? What thoughts do you have about yourself on a daily basis? Do you say things to yourself that you would never say to anybody else? I mean, I want you to think about that. There are things that go through your head every single minute, every single day, and you would never, ever, ever say them out loud to your best friend, but yet they are constantly in your head. You are constantly telling yourself those thoughts and no, long, and no reason why you are not winning. Are you at peace from within? Because write this down, if we are not working from a place of peace from within, we will not have peace with others. If we are not working from a place of peace from within, we will not have peace with others. Have you ever noticed this? Have you ever noticed in relationship when you're not doing okay from within, then you start to not do okay from without? Like when you're really not doing okay from within. There's been moments in my life, times in my life, where I know that I'm really struggling within, and then I wonder why I'm really struggling with my relationships outwardly. Because what's happening within me will always come out of me. And that's the first point that you need to know. What comes into your mind comes out in your life. Write that down. 
what comes into your mind will always come out in your life. So go with me for a minute. If you think critical thoughts, then likely you're going to have a critical spirit, and it's going to come out of you. If you believe that this day is going to be hard, you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, man, this day is so hard. You had, a five, you had a bad five minutes, not a bad day, but that bad five minutes turned the rest of your day into a bad day. Do you see that? If you believe this day is going to be hard, then you're likely right. If you're hurt by people a lot, then you're probably going to believe that you can't trust people, and then you're not likely to have any intimacy with people. But on the other end, if you go into your day with your thoughts full of faith, with your thoughts full of positive thinking, with your thoughts full of a no matter what happens today, I'm going to be good, then you're probably going to see good. You're probably going to see good in others. You're probably going to see God in others. But, and also, if you believe that you can make a difference in the world, then guess what? You probably will. If you believe that in your day, I'm going to make a difference today, then you probably will. If you generally trust people and you believe the best in others, then you're probably going to have friends. You're probably going to have close relationships because you're not going, well, I can't trust you because you're going to hurt me. Get away from me. I can't really trust you because I'm hurt, and then you're going to hurt me. No, 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 no. I'm believing the best, and so I'm believing that we're going to have a good relationship, and you're not going to let me down. Because what is going on inside of us will always work its way out of us relationally. Why? Because write this down. Our life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. The Bible tells us this. In Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, it says this. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Everybody read that with me. For as he thinks in his heart, so is is he so is she think you can't you probably won't dwell on your problems you're probably going to be overwhelmed you feel like a victim you probably will become one see do you even know what's going on in your head like in 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 the, the science world in your brain when you think negative thoughts, okay? I'm going to get on my, 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 my science cap for a minute, and I am horrible at science, so I had to do a whole lot of studying this week, okay? So just get ready. <laughs> but, but I just want to tell you, write this down, every negative thought that we have actually changes the chemical makeup of our brain. Did you know that? Every negative thought that you allow to come into your brain, it actually changes the chemical makeup of your brain. Every thought creates a neurochemical change in our body. So when I think thoughts that create worry, when I think thoughts that create worst case scenarios, when I think thoughts that create fear, then I begin to create an immediate threat in my body. My body begins to tense up when I think about this. My whole entire body begins to change. Why? Because scientifically, listen to this, negative thoughts release cortisol, a stress hormone that breaks down the part of the brain that helps form new memories. The more cortisol that's released in response to negative experiences and thoughts, the more difficult it can become over time to form new positive 
memories. The reason why you're not seeing and remembering things in a positive light is because you have allowed your world to just be full of critical thinking and negative thoughts. And cortisol in your body is taking over your brain. You see, our negative thoughts actually send a response. So when I think that negative thought, my body's going, put your dukes up, Josh. Put your dukes up. You're going to get in a fight now. You're going to get in a fight. Come on. Come on. You want some? You want some? Come on, man. I used to wrestle in high school. I will take you down. I may have been 103 pounds, but they don't care. I got you. That's what's going on in my body. When I think these, these negative thoughts, or it's not even put your dukes up, but it's get the heck out of here, Josh, because you are in danger. Danger, Josh. Danger. Danger. Get out of here. Get out of here. It is a flight or flight, fight or flight response. Your negative thinking actually creates a fight or flight response. So I need to move my thoughts from within. I want to get out of that, and I want to move my thoughts into positive thinking. I want to move my thoughts into a life of gratitude. Because when I think positively, when I choose to think through the lens of gratitude, then there's a chemical in my body, and it rewards the neurotransmitter in my brain. It's called dopamine. There's a chemical in your body called dopamine. Dopamine helps regulate movement, attention, learning, and emotional responses. It also enables us not only to see rewards, but to take action to move toward them. Dopamine contributes to feelings of pleasure and satisfaction as part of the reward system. When the brain fails to produce enough dopamine, it can result in Parkinson's disease. Dopamine has also been impacted in schizophrenia and ADHD, but its, not role, its, its role is not fully understood. People with a low dopamine activity may also be more prone to addiction. So every time I choose to think in a positive light, then I'm sending a reward of dopamine to my brain. It's like a chemical buzz to my brain. It's like a surge of positivity that's getting ready to hit my brain. And so did you know that there are certain things in life that work off of dopamine? Like something that you use every day called Instagram. The reason why you're so addicted is because the founders know that every time you get on the Instagram and somebody likes that photo or somebody comments on your, your, your story or somebody comments on your photo, it releases something called dopamine to your brain and you become addicted to it. You're like, oh my gosh, I got to get on there and see who commented. But at the same time, what's dangerous about Instagram is that cortisol can also be released into your brain because when you get on Instagram and you see that nobody commented and you see you only had four comments and, 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 and John Mayer had 50,000 comments, well, you're not John Mayer. And then you begin to view the world negatively, and you start comparing yourself, cortisol, cortisol, cortisol. But dopamine works off that. D d dopamine can help you in relationships, too. Like, like, like um, another thing where dopamine is released is like, let's say I'm at work, and Ashley texts me a text, and she's like, hey, I'm thinking about you, Josh. I'm like, yes, you are. Tonight is going to be a good night. Dopamine is released into my body, and I am thinking about something that is going to make me very happy because dopamine can be released in relationships. Even when your friend texts you, hey, I'm thinking about you, praying about you today, that, that's why you should be the friend that chooses to send some positive texts to all your relationships. And just say, hey, I'm thinking about you today. I'm praying for you. Hey, I love you. I just want you to know that. You know why? Because somebody out there needs some dopamine in their life. 
needs that release. And when they see that, it's going to encourage that. And it's going to be released into their body. Dopamine allows you to think. It allows you to be more empathetic. It allows you to make better decisions. It allows you to think clear. It allows you to actually forgive faster. So if my life, here's the point, if my life is going to be moved in the, the, the strongest, if my life is going to move in the direction of my strongest thoughts, then I want to walk down the path of positivity, not the path of negativity. Right? Because the more I think negatively and with cortisol, then I create a pathway to walk down in my brain of negativity. And the more I think positively with dopamine, then I create a pathway in my brain. So uh, notice this. This is how this plays out in real life, all right? If I always think today's going to be a pathway, then I start walking down the pathway of this is going to be a tough day. You ever notice that? If, if I'm always thinking that um, every time that I'm going to make a presentation at work and all of a sudden you start breathing heavy <sighs> and you start getting these sweat stains underneath your, your, your pits, right? And the reason why is because in your brain you did that one time when you were in the seventh grade and then every time somebody asks you to get up and make a presentation, your brain automatically goes there, it releases the cortisol and then you start sweating and then you start breathing heavily because your brain is walking down a pathway that it's used to. Some people in here, you go, I've always battled my weight. And, and, and one of the reasons why is because there's a pathway to the refrigerator in your brain. And so that's why when certain things happen, the very first thing you do is you go down a pathway to the refrigerator. Here's why. Write this down. Our thoughts are lazy and will always take the path of least resistance. Your thoughts, your brain is actually a lazy, a lazy thing. It, it, it doesn't, you don't want to believe it, right? Because you're told your brain is like the smartest thing ever, but it's actually lazy. That's why some of the smartest people in humanity have a hard time learning new things. Ask them. They'll say that. Some of the smartest people have a hard time learning new things. Why? Because their brain is lazy and it will take them to the path of least resistance, which is why we need God to come and do a transforming work in our brains. So the second thing that you need to know today, if you're going to win from within, is that you need God to create a new transformed pathway. We need God to come into our life, to come into our mind, and create new transformed pathways. Because this is not just science and self-help that I'm talking to you about today. This is from the Word of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Paul wrote about this. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed. What's he talking about? My mind. Be inwardly transformed. Have your thoughts be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you what? Think. Of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. Satisfying and perfect in his eyes. We need a transformation of our inner thoughts, church. 
We need a transformation of the way that we think about ourselves. We need a transformation of the way that we think about others. We need a transformation, a total renewing of our mind so that when we start heading down the path in the wrong direction, we say, wait a minute, oh, oh, Josh, you're not going to go down the path of negativity today because God has inwardly transformed your mind, Josh, and so where you used to go, you no longer go. Because when I change my thinking, I create a new path in my brain. Did you know that? When you change your thinking, you can create new paths in your brain. So it used to be that when you were lonely and that when you were bored, that men or women in here, that path would lead you down the path to pornography. And you start going down the path because you're lonely and you're bored and you want to get right to your computer because you're thinking this is not going to make me lonely anymore. It's not going to make me bored anymore. But then instead of going it, when you let God renew your mind, then you go, the pathway that I used to walk down that led to porn and the pathway that used to, to, to walk through that led to shame, God has done an inwardly transformed formation in my mind and I'm going I'm not going to go down that pathway anymore I'm going to go walk down this pathway over here and it's going to take me to a new direction and what is that direction when I feel lonely when I feel bored I don't go to porn I pick up the phone and call a friend so when you used to have your bad day And when you have your bad day, you used to walk down the pathway to the refrigerator. And you would open the refrigerator up. And the only thing that would make you feel better from the boss's ugly comments about you or from your mom or your sister's comments about you is you get out the Ben and Jerry, somebody in here. And you just start eating the Ben and Jerry's. And you start eating the Ben and Jerry's. And then the next thing you know, you've eaten two pints of Ben and Jerry's, right? But wait, God is done an inward transformation of my mind and so what used to lead me to the refrigerator now I begin turning around and I remember this and I remember that God has something better for me and so instead of walking toward the Ben and Jerry's I believe that God has renewed my mind and I start walking down a path like literally I go walk on a path (laughs) I begin to walk I begin to exercise Do you see that? I'm walking on a new path. I'm walking in a different direction. It used to be that I was bored, so I would constantly get out Instagram and start scrolling when I'm bored. But now, instead of going to Instagram, I get my phone out and I hit my YouVersion Bible app when I'm bored. And I don't have to think of the comparison game. And I don't have to think of how this person's doing better than I am. Because I'm creating a new pathway for me to walk down in my brain. Do you get that? I'm letting the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, make a new pathway. Transform me in my thoughts, in my thinking. To be transformed from within, you have to forge new paths. To be transformed from within, you have to forge new paths. And the more you walk down the new path, the easier it will become to travel. Here's where this played out in my life. In my life, about two, three years ago, one of the very first things that I used to do, because we all have it, right? Um, Very first thing when you wake up, phone. 
Very first thing when I wake up, Instagram, Facebook, email, all these things. And, I'm, and, and, and so I'm immediately in my brain, I'm either creating dopamine or cortisol right in the first hour of my day. Either I got the likes that I wanted on Instagram overnight, I got the comment that I wanted on Instagram overnight, or I didn't. And cortisol, boom, okay, now I'm depressed for the rest of the day. Or dopamine, yay, I'm living off the high that somebody liked my Instagram. And so you know what I decided about a year and a half ago? I was like, my first five minutes are going to be with God no matter what. And so I, I'm getting off of Instagram. And then about six months ago, I decided I'm not even going to get on Instagram until I've actually done something productive in my day. So I don't get on Instagram until after I drop the kids off at school. I don't get on Instagram until after I've worked out. I don't get on Instagram until after I've been in the Word of God and done my studying for a sermon that I'm going to preach. I don't get, because uh, here's the thing. I had to forge a new path, though. Because even after I would spend five minutes on my Bible, on my YouVersion app, what did my brain want to do? Instagram, it still does. Like, it's still there some days. I'll be like, I'll be like oh, wait, I can't do that. I can't do that. And can I tell you that I'm so much happier. I'm so much more fulfilled when I've decided to get rid of my addiction on the phone. Doesn't mean that it's not still there because some days it is. But can I tell you that I've decided that I'm going to forge a new path and now the new path that I'm walking on every morning, the, 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 the tendency for me to even hit Instagram, my brain knows, don't even go there Josh. Like what good is that going to do your day? And you go, man, that's silly. No, no, it's not silly because <laughs> social media is a gift, but it's also an enemy. It's also an enemy. It, 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 it's a gift, but it's also something that can make you despair. And, and so I, I don't want to just walk down something that's going to send me into a negative spiral for the rest of the day in my first five minutes of my day. I, I, I need the word of God. I need a transformed mind. See, I, I've started to win the battle in my mind first. And this is why this is so important. Because the third thing that I want to tell you today is most of life's battles are actually won or lost in your mind. Do you know that? Most of your life's battles are going to be won or lost in your mind, in your thoughts. Why? Because our mind is a battlefield, a battlefield, a battlefield. Right? Come on, Jordan Sparks fans. Where are you at? It's a battlefield. Our mind is a battlefield. Because write this down. Every day you are always at war with God's truth to you and Satan's lies about you. Every single morning that you wake up, are you going to listen to God's truth to you or Satan's lies about you? Anybody ever remember those little cartoons where you had the devil on one side? get the angel on the other side, right? And they're just always like going back and forth and, and you're like, well, you shouldn't do this. Oh, yes, you should. Oh, no, you shouldn't. Oh, yes, you should. Oh, no, you shouldn't. Oh, yes, you should. Who are you going to, who are you going to listen to? The reason why that's such an important illustration is because it's true. It's actually true. Because here's two truths that I'll tell you. Get ready for this. This is two truths that I'll tell you. 
God is always talking to you, and the devil is always talking to you. That's actually truth. There are two voices always talking to you. Truth is always talking to you. In John chapter 10, verses 27 through 28, it says, My own sheep will hear my voice. If you are part of God's um, sheep of, and he is your shepherd, then you will hear his voice. And I know each one, and they will follow me. I give them the gift of eternal life, and they will never be lost, and no one has the power to snatch them out of my hands. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about things to come. God wants to tell you, whisper in your ears, remarkable secrets about things to come in your life and you've got to have the ear to hear them. God is always willing and ready to speak to us. God is always willing and ready to speak to you. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17 says, The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Rejoice over you with what? His voice. He wants to rejoice over you. He's not mad at you. But what does our enemy do? Our enemy talks to us. In 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 8 it says, Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for prey to devour. The devil wants to shape your thinking. One rock at a time. The devil wants to destroy your mind by death by a thousand paper cuts. By a thousand lies. He wants to destroy your mind. When somebody new comes into your life, he's automatically going, you can't trust them. Look what happened last time you trusted somebody. He's constantly trying to tell you, you're, you're going to do what? You are not going to succeed. Oh, my gosh, you can't speak. You can't write. You can't sing. What, remember what sixth grade teacher said about you? Come on, you remember that? You're going to do what? You're going to be generous at the church? You're always broke. What are you doing? And you're always going to be broke. Don't believe those lies that they say when the generous give that they will prosper, but those that are stingy will just keep getting stingier. That person made you feel pretty good about yourself, didn't it? <laughs> you're never going to amount to anything. You suck. You are awful. Don't even look at yourself in the mirror. You actually believe those lies that God cares about you? Oh, my gosh. God does not care about you. If he did, he would have done it that way. Do not let them see you struggle. Do not go to that small group and tell them about your porn addiction. Do not let them see you struggle. Don't do it. Don't be real. Don't be vulnerable. No, don't do it. Relationships started out good. They're just going to reject you in about five little minutes. Am I the only one that deals with this all day long? 
deals with that self-talk, that, those lies. So what do we got to do to begin the war, to win this war? 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. It says, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy. I love this translation. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy, every deceptive lie. All of those things that I just described that the enemy is saying about you, they're lies. Do you see that? Do you get that? It says we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and breaks through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. That's what Satan wants to do. That's what the enemy wants to do in your mind. Be exactly defiant against the truth that God wants to speak over your life. And you've got to fight. And you've got to demolish it. And it says how we capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bows down in obedience to the anointed one. And you go, oh my gosh, that is a lot of thoughts. How am I supposed to do that? You renew your mind through letting Jesus come into your life and accepting the forgiveness of sins that he has for you. And believing that his righteousness is your righteousness and your pur- his purity is your purity. And all that, you've got to believe that. Jesus is the one that comes in you and you go, I now have the mind of Jesus. I don't have the mind of Josh. And you do this by knowing the word. <laughs> Man, how did Jesus defeat the mind games of Satan? Do, do, do you remember in scripture, maybe you've never read it, but in scripture, Jesus gets sent to the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. And, and while he's there, he is tempted by the devil. The devil comes in to tell him lies. And what's so interesting about the devil, he'll even use scripture. He'll say, oh, hey, Jesus, God's word says that if you'll do this, then he'll send his angels down and do this. But here's what he does. He'll take scripture and twist it just a little bit. Ooh, that's what we've done in our culture. We take the word and we go, it doesn't really mean that. This is what it means. So I believe it now. I'm happy now. Jesus then battles the devil and those lies with the actual truth of knowing God's word. He says, no, this is what the scripture says, Satan. You go back to hell where you came from with your lies. He knows the word. Do you know the word? Do you know what to say when the enemy is going, you're less than perfect and you're never going to be perfect? You're never going to be perfect. You're always going to be less than. You're always going to be less than. And then what if you were to go, no, you go back to hell where you came from, Satan, with that lie. Because the word says in Psalm chapter 139, verse 14, I thank you, God, for making me mysterious and complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, God. So I may be less than perfect, but my God knows me. My God created me. My God created me fearlessly and wonderfully made. And you Go back to hell. Facing some medical problems. The family members facing medical problems. And then the, the, he, he goes, you know they're going to die. Can I just tell you, my greatest fear is, is dying early. Because my dad died of a massive heart attack in his sleep when I was a senior in college. He was in his 40s. His dad died of cancer when he was 58. And, 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 and I'm 
going to be 38 this year. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, like, God, what are you going to do? Like, am I going to do that? And, and, and the, the enemy begins to go, you're never going to see your kid graduate. You're never going to see your grandkids. You're never going to do This is real stuff that happens in my life and my thought process. And so when that happens, i got to go to Psalm chapter 73, verse 26. Lord, so many times I fail. I fail to remember to trust you. I fall into disgrace. But when I trust you, when I believe that you are who you say you are and can do what you say I can do, I have a strong and glorious presence protecting me and anointing me. So I've got a strong and glorious presence that will protect me from any sickness. I've got a strong anointing that will protect me from any cancer. I've got a strong protecting over my life. And I'm not going to worry about dying early because I believe in you and I fully trust in you and forever you are all I need. You get to that point in your life when you look at your bank account and you're like, I'm not sure how we're going to get through this. It's over. Not according to Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan. Of bringing good into our lives. God wants to bring good into our lives. So I may have made some dumb mistakes in finances, but I'm going to remember that I'm going to have God transform my mind and my finances and start walking down a new path toward generosity and toward what the Bible says about how I should spend my money. And I'm not going to get overwhelmed because I believe that God has a perfect plan for my life to bring good into my life. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. I have a design purpose. So when I think that it's over, it's not because I've got a designed purpose. Amen? This is the truth. See, knowing scripture matters because the words we repeat from within matters. Knowing scripture matters because the words we repeat from within matters. Here's another truth that I want to give you. And then the band's going to come up here and we're going to respond. Do you know there's two things on the face of the earth that God has breathed into? The first thing is you and me. Every time a baby is born, what are we waiting to hear? <gasps> the breath of God. And he's giving them a lot of breath back there in kids right now. And we celebrate that, right? But go with me for a minute, because this is what God says about Scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Every Scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you strength to take the right direction. And what? Leads you deeper into the what? path of godliness, not down the path of cortisol and negativity, but down the path of godliness. When we soak in the scripture and we let it go into our hearts, the scripture, it's God-breathed, and it will lead us on the path deeper into the ways of God. I don't want to be deeper in the ways of me. I want to be deeper into the things of God. I want to be deeper into his pathway. I want to be deeper into his mind about me, not mine. I don't want to lose the battle in my mind. 
I want to create a new transformed path because what comes into my mind will come out into my life. What comes into my mind will come out into my life. And so I want you to close your eyes for a moment right where you are. And I want you to think about your life. What pathways are you just automatically walking down that you're not even thinking about? One of the main reasons why you're not winning in relationships is because you're not winning from within. You're not winning the battle in your mind. And you need to let God transform you. You need to let God transform your mind. Are you critical? Let God transform your mind. Are you always speaking negativity into your life? Let God transform your mind. What good are some of the pathways that you're walking down actually bringing into your life? It's time for you to get on another pathway. Don't be a slave to the chemicals that are in your body because of your thoughts. Let God transform your mind. Take every deceptive fantasy and lie about you. capture it not through your own obedience because our obedience will not bring it but Christ's obedience will Christ in me is greater than the enemy Christ in me is greater than the thoughts within me Christ in me is greater Christ in me is greater than and then put whatever beside us So if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then you're not going to win the battle in your mind. And I want to challenge you right now just to, to pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, transform my mind. Transform my life. Make my mind obedient to you. I, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you wash me clean. Forgive me. I accept you and follow your ways from this day on. I will walk down your path. Into the deepness of you.